0: If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. On Horse Chats today, we welcome back Christoph Hez. Now, Christoph is going to talk to us about collection. And your regular listener, you'll know that Christoph talked about the scale of training, and even before then, he talked about straightness from the scale of training. So we're just going a little bit more depth today, talking about collection and one or two other questions. So Christoph, just welcome back, and how are you today?
1: Yeah, thank you very much indeed, Glennis. I'm very much looking forward to having a new uh, podcast with you. I'm fine, thank you very much indeed. But I think many of the Australian Uh, People know that we have a very, very bad weather in Germany for some days and lots of rain. I would say one week ago, so much rain that we have in some regions. And these regions are um, probably um, 100 miles away from the place where I am living in Germany. Uh, They have a very, very, very bad uh, situation there. And um, yeah, we hope that uh, we can manage it and we spend money and we spend food for their horses and it's really really a nightmare and i'm sure many of the australian guys uh, could watch it in the tv news and yeah that's a situation which i had seen uh, quite often in queensland in brisbane when you had this much rain this um, is in germany first time that we have it and we have a big discussion in germany now about the uh, climate change, which is a discussion at least until 20 years, but now we see it uh, in our own country, how it is um, when the climate is changing. The old days we saw it in uh, different countries in the world, in the news, but now we have it really uh, in in the reality in Germany. And this is, uh, yeah, maybe it's a wake up call for our country, maybe it's a wake-up wake call for the people itself. No?
0: Mm, mm. And now uh, it's amazing how the, the wider, you know, we, t- we come to the show and we talk about horses and things like collection, straightness, scale of training, but the wider view and bringing, you know, the rest of the world into it and the whole conversation about climate change and, and how it affects horses. Christoph, today we're talking about collection. But I do have another question for you, and it's just something that was brought up. And I know that that we used to have people, uh, female riders, taking their eyes off the judge and male riders, this is just saluting in the dressage, so, you know, come down the centre line, halt, salute, take... Uh, females would, as they saluted, take their eyes off the judge and male riders generally tended not to. And, um, you know... I, maybe not a rule, maybe just etiquette, but this has changed a lot internationally. Can you just have a quick comment about that and maybe how you've seen salutes even change?
1: Yeah, I think um, uh, in the old days when we had, uh, not the helmets, um, the men uh, had to put up uh, their bowler hats and um, something like this and the female didn't do it. And now we have uh, helmets for all of them, and this is great, that's good. I know that I had the situation, uh, it was 2002, first time in uh, Adelaide, when I was judging the, yeah, in the old days 4-star, now we would say 5-star uh, Adelaide uh, eventing competition. It was the first time because the insurance company said uh, everybody has to ride with a helmet. It was first time in in an in an international competition that I saw it, and now it's nineteen years later, and everybody has to wear uh, the helmets, and therefore it's an, it's so that you have to bring your one hand from uh, the rain, and this is similar for men and women. And to be honest, I didn't hear it before that there is a difference in which direction the eyes are of the rider um, and and um, I think, uh, from my point of view, my personal point of view, I think it's very kind when the rider is looking into the eyes of the judge. And I think from the judge's point of view, it's it's uh, yeah, very important that the the judge is looking into the other uh, the judge at sea. the the President of the ground jury is looking into the eyes of the riders when they are saluting. This is, for me, yeah, it should be part of the education. But to be honest, I never had heard about it, that this is kind of a rule or should be in the future kind of a rule. In the international sport, I never, never had heard it. Uh, something about it. And I don't know um, how national federations are organizing a kind of a rule or so. But um, I think it's, it's uh, part of the education that uh, there is a positive contact eye contact between uh, judge and rider and rider and judge and that's for me there should be no difference between male and female
0: if someone came down the center line and you know came down halted saluted looked you and is looking at you salutes or lowers their head lowers their hand you know as against someone who lowered their eyes and took their eyes off you, would you think that maybe that person doesn't have the confidence or doesn't know, you know, does that give you a different impression?
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Although I I love to give clinics and seminars for uh, judges, riders and trainers together. And this is something what I'm always explaining that the body language is very important and the body language of the horse is very important and the body language of the rider is important. And I know that many people are watching, other judges are watching and trainers as well, watching other coaches, are watching very carefully to the body language of the horse. But I think uh, it's very important for us when we are judging or when we are training and coaching that we are watching the body language of the rider as well. And part of the body language of the rider is, um, it's a face. And, You have to watch to get, for me, when I'm judging, I'm always trying to get a contact to the rider, to get a feeling uh, for the feeling of the rider. Is he supple himself or herself? Uh, Is she tense or is he tense? Uh, Is she in a good concentration or is he not in a good concentration? Is she, yeah, what I like very much, smiling with her face into herself. Also not laughing, but smiling. Is she or he looking very confident? Yes, confident and uh, has uh, positive intention. Things like this. This is for me very, very important. Uh, Therefore, I look very carefully to the body language because the body language is very much a mirror of the way of riding. The more relaxed the rider is, the more supple, the more uh, sensitive the rider is, and the better his way of giving the aids is. So therefore, I'm happy seeing a rider who is not tense because the rider who is tense and maybe a little bit aggressive in the saddle is often a rider who is working against the horse and not with the horse. And the rider who is relaxed himself, herself, is much more or often much more in harmony with the rider, uh, with the horse, sorry. And uh, this is for me the highest goal. So therefore, I'm watching carefully into the eye of uh, the rider to get a feeling for the whole body. Uh, uh, maybe I, I have to, to de- 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 uh, explain it in another way. Uh, the face and uh, the, the eyes are a very important part of the whole uh, process of the body language of the rider. And the body language of the rider is yeah, very, very important Yeah, for the way of Riding with a goal, harmony.
0: Okay, and I think, you know, you talk about harmony and working with the horse and not against the horse. That's just not dressage. That's, you know, every discipline or every time we handle a horse, every time we do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Now, just coming back to the collection, if I had a little bit of knowledge of horses but hadn't heard the term collection or I was just a bit confused, you know, and said to you, what is collection? Can you explain to me, you know, just briefly, if you're talking about collection, what is collection?
1: Yeah, I would say collection is the way of riding when you want to to ride, to compete um, on a higher level. A rider who is just hacking outside doesn't need collection or, to be honest, doesn't need collection on a higher level. A little bit collection every area needs because collection is. Um, I would explain it is uh, in the way that that's a little bit positive tension, which a horse needs, and um, because without positive tension, the horse is nearly falling uh, over his um, his own legs. So therefore, collection is something into the direction of getting a wonderful or a, a very very good uh, balance, body balance and uh, therefore uh, it is necessary that all horses have a little bit a level of collection when they are ridden and trained by the rider. And the higher the level of the riders is, the higher the, the level of collection has to be. And when we are looking from today's point of view into the direction of Tokyo, then we know that especially the massage horses have a very, very high level of collection to be able to carry a lot of weight, much more than than young horses, other horses who are a little bit older, with the hind legs, so that they start to find a new balance system, more uphill tendency, more carrying uh, the weight with the hind legs, uh, more sitting with the hind legs to have more energy, from behind, and then at the end of the day, they get a new yeah feeling of balance. They get a new way of swinging over the back through the whole body, and uh, the impression of the gates are more positive, um, more um, expressive, more in the positive way, uh, spectacular in a positive way, not negative. We have spectacular um, situations often when the horses are not collected, but when they are properly collected on the basic of um, suppleness and not of tension, and positive uh, suppleness and not of negative tension. When we have this, then we have a beautiful horse, a beautiful swinging horse, a horse which is very, very sensitive to the rider's aids and the rider. And, and more sensitive than a not-collected horse. And the rider has, at the end of the day, the feeling to swing more into the horse, sitting more deep into the horse, deep into the horse's movement, and has a feeling that he and she are yeah, just using his pelvis, and, and everything uh, is in the smooth way of um, swinging, has a nice way of going forward, not hurried, but active um, without um, running,
0: I would say. Okay. Now, just thinking about people might say, oh, I know about collection. That's when they tuck their nose in. So, you know, you've already listened to part of the conversation. You know that it's not just tucking the horse's nose in. Now, last time we talked about the training scale to train a horse. Can you just, within that training scale, the steps within the training scale, talk about where collection is in that scale of training?
1: Yeah. Um, we, we have to realise that the, the last, the very, very last point of the training scale is collection. And this is, for me, very important. And therefore, um, um, I had suggested that we talk about collection today in our uh, podcast, because all the other criterias which we have in the scale of training have to be fulfilled. When there is a small detail not okay, uh, then you will never get a good um, harmonious collection. So, Therefore, we have to realize that we have five steps to do before. And the five steps, we have to realize that we have to do it in a precise way so that, that we always realize that we we have to start with the horse uh, and this is step number one um, in a good uh, rhythm and regularity comma in the correct tempo this is the very first way we have to ride our horse when we are hacking when we are show jumping and doing uh, the work on the flat we have to to ride the three gates walk, trot, canter, in a clear four-beat, two-beat, three-beat rhythm, walk four, trot two, and uh, canter uh, three-beat rhythm. And the right tempo, not fast, not slow. Otherwise, the horse, and this is very important when we are talking about the scale of training, that the horses will find their balance under the saddle. And therefore, it's important to do it in in a good rhythm. Second thing has to be uh, in a good way uh, fulfilled um, is uh, the suppleness, a horse which is full of negative tension. In the beginning of our conversation, I said we need positive tension uh, for collection, but not negative tension. And this is, for me, very important. Uh, negative tension means that the, the horse is mentally uh, not with the rider, mentally against the rider. And when we have an, a negative tension, the horse is stiff in the back. Uh, the horse is not using the back as a bridge between uh, hind leg and front legs, and the movements are stiff and not uh, with a good elasticity. Therefore, it is very, very important. Uh, to have the second point of the scale of training in a good way under control, which means horse has to be supple, horse has to be um, relaxed, horse has to be, um, yeah, at the end of the day, in front of the rider at his or at her driving aid. This is very close connected to the rhythm and the regularity of the gait. So therefore... First rhythm, then suppleness. And then the third point, which is quite important, and this has to be fulfilled in a good way as well before we think about collection, is that the horse has a good contact, a good connection. And the connection is not just the part of the horse uh, when we are talking about uh, what is between the rider's hands and the horse's mouth, that's the rein, Okay, and uh, the part which is in front of the rider is uh, just uh, the neck. For me, very, very important is that we have to, to think uh, when we talk about um, uh, contact, connection, that we think and that we watch our horses um, that uh, from behind. Now, the, the, the contact, the connection, is uh, which we see in front of the rider that's the result of the engagement, the activity, the swinging from behind, from behind uh, with the hind legs. Though this is very important that uh, the person who is watching a horse looking maybe from the judge's point of view, looking from the trainers and coach's point of view, that uh, these people have the feeling that the horse is using the whole back, that the horse is swinging from behind through the whole body into the horse's mouth and the result is at the end of the day the contact between the rider's hands and the horse's mouth and very important is that there is a stretching situation that all muscles of the horse are well stretched in the direction of the horse's bit when this happens then uh, the horse will have as a result a tongue which is under the bit, and the, the mouse is quiet and active at the same time. And um, therefore, uh, when I'm looking from the body language's point of view, and in the beginning I was talking about the body language of the rider, when I'm watching the body language of the horse, looking from the judge's and coaches' point of view, uh, the mouse, which is a very important part, when I'm looking from the connections point of view, it's very much the mirror of good or bad riding. And when the mouse is active, but quiet at the same time and closed, not wide open, what we see quite often when we have stallions or when we have uh, cerebral horses or badly trained horses the horses, the mouse is open, the tongue is out or the tongue is up and the tongue has to be very in a nice way under the bit, and when we have this and can see this or realize this when we are watching a horse, then we are sure that a happy mouse is the result of a happy horse. And a happy horse is happy in the situation when there is a good stretching situation, seeking the bit and using all muscles in the way of stretching the body. And then after this one, two, three, points of the scale of training, we have the, uh, the impulsion and the impulsion is very important looking from the collection, other from the point, uh, from the sixth point, at the, uh, the last point, at the very last point of the scale of training, uh, because collection is never ever possible without having impulsion. So therefore, when I have the goal to collect my horse at the end of the day, It is very important that I have a special focus on the impulsion. And the more, in a positive way, active the horse is, the more the horse is swinging over the back, the better the collection will be at the end of the day. Without impulsion, collection is totally impossible to get. And when I just jump to collection, collection is nothing, which means to slow down the gates. Uh, no, it is important that you have enough energy. And when I can think into this direction one step more, I would say when you have collection, you have to have the feeling that you are riding with a lot of impulsion, more impulsion than without collection. So Therefore, the fourth part of the scale of training, the impulsion is very important to get when you want to have, at the end of the day, a high level of collection in a positive way. Not negative collection, which means, oh, slow down, slow down, slow down. Positive collection means activity from behind, swinging over the back, having good impulsion. And this, therefore, is the fifth point of the scale of training and gets, from my point of view, a special explanation, Mark. And then we have the last point before the collection, which is the fifth part, which is straightness. We had it uh, discussed um, a couple of days ago when we had our last podcast. Therefore, I don't think that I have to explain it uh, very intensively. But um, maybe um, the, the people who listen our podcast should uh, yeah hear into this podcast when we're explaining it. Only uh, I just want to say one sentence. Only when the horse is straight, it's possible to yeah to realize to get a good and serious collection. If the horse is crooked, you never will get a proper collection. Uh, and I had explained uh, last time why it is and how we have to correct it to get um, a straight horse.
0: Wow, that was yeah a, a really good summary in going through and about how important you know, the rest of the scale training is to get to collection. Stop, I need to interrupt this chat for a hot off the press notification. That is that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry is now available and the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry, 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book imagine maybe one day you could be a guest on horse chats just want to confirm too you said that the horse can walk can collect in walk trot and canter so collected walk collected trot and collected canter how's that different how are the collected paces different to the you know say the working trot and canter or the medium walk
1: Yeah, although the the gates are shorter, Mm -hmm. Uh, this is one point, but many people think that's that's the main point for me. uh, The main point is that this was what I uh, just said, that I put an explanation mark um, behind the word um, impulsion. Important is that you have, at the end of the day, nearly a higher level of impulsion when you are uh, starting to collect your horse and therefore, you need a, a good moment of suspension. Without this, uh, it's not possible to get a good, uh, positive, serious level of collection. So, therefore, it is very close connected impulsion and collection. And um, when I talk about it, we have to say we have the, the impulsion only in trot and canter, because in trot and canter, we have a moment of suspension. In walk, we have not a moment of suspension. And therefore, in, in the walk, when we have a collected walk, we have a walk which is more of the, more active than uh, the walk in uh, the medium walk and the extended walk. But the steps are shorter, uh, if possible, no overtracking with the hind legs and shorter, uh, the front legs coming out of the shoulder. That's in, in, in the walk. And in the trot, it's similar that the hind legs are coming not as much, um, not so much over overtracking, but more carrying the weight with the hind legs, more sitting, and um, someone is explaining it. It's a little bit uh, the movement of a duck, a duck, uh, small animal. To be honest, I don't like it to explain it this way, but someone said it when maybe it, it's quite good, for the people who listen to our podcast to realize in which direction we have to think. My understanding is more collection is more to give a horse a good swinging feeling in trot and canter, swinging and jumping feeling. The jumps are a little bit shorter than in the working canter, uh, medium canter, and especially in the extended canter, Uh, but active and... What I did say in the beginning, when you had asked me explain the scale of training, I said very important is that the horses have a clear three-beat rhythm in canter, two-beat in trot and four-beat in in uh, walk. And this is very important when we are looking from the, the collections point of view, that we have this regularity, this clear rhythm, and especially in canter often, when we start to collect our horses, uh, the horses don't have a clear three beat rhythm in canter. They come close to four beat rhythm, or sometimes they are in four beat rhythm, like voltage horses when they do voltage at the longing line. Often at the end, they, they do a four beat rhythm. Therefore, many riders don't realize that they have to maintain a clear three beat rhythm when they are collecting their horses in canter. And that's very important that the horses are sitting more with the hind legs, carrying more weight with the hind legs, but still jumping, and the jump is a little bit shorter, but uh, with a cl- still with a clear moment of suspension. And it's similar, what I just did explain uh, with the gait, uh, with the pace uh, canter, it has to be similar uh, with the trot as well.
0: Is there anything else, you know, and I go back to the people who might mention, oh, yeah, my horse collects because he tucks his nose in. He might be, you know, just avoiding the contact with the bit, but that's not collection. So, you know, if we look at, is it the overall picture or should we be looking quarters, back, head and neck? I know it's a bridge between the back and the hind legs and the front legs. Is there anything else that we, you know, so that if we're looking at horses, we can say, Ah, oh, I see that horse is collected. What hmm. else can you say that we should be looking for here? Yeah,
1: that's a good question. Yeah, first of all, I have to see the whole the whole picture and not just uh, looking. Oh, how the legs are moving. Like many people look. Oh, is uh, are the hind legs? Is a uh, as an example? Uh, is uh, are the hind legs overtracking in the walk? Are when we, we look to the to this uh, collected in walk? or yes or not. And I think we have in Trot and canter to watch the whole body language and um of uh, the the whole body language body language always, but to look a little bit um, I hope this is a good explanation a little bit from the physics point of view, and you have to have the feeling that the horse is shorter other in when you are riding a younger horse, it's longer, and the more the horse is collected the more short the horse will be. And in the beginning, the pole is maybe more deep, and maybe the, the, the neck is, if everything is well done, is well stretched, but a little bit uh, in the direction forward down. But when you are starting the collection, you start to bring the hind legs more under, and in the way you bring the hind legs more under, the front is growing. So that the rider in the saddle has a feeling uh, he has more in front of the saddle and less behind the saddle. That's a feeling and that uh, the horse is growing and the horse which is uh, its, it's uh, middle size will give you the feeling, oh, it's quite a tall horse. So the horse is growing in the front when you do everything in the right way, looking from the physics point of view, that's one point. And the other point is which is for me very, very important and this is an explanation which the former national coach had explained, and I think the explanation is very good. And he said, when you have collection, from the looking from the rider's point of view, you have to have the feeling: I'm sitting and trot and walk on the horse. Uh, sorry, trot and walk, the trot and canter, which is an ex- in, is an extension in trot and canter. So that means when you want to collect your horse, and this is looking from the rider's point of view and that's looking from the judge's and trainer's, coaches' point of view, that you have the feeling that there comes more energy into the horse. It is the opposite to riding slow, no, to bring more energy into the horse. And this is what we, at the end of the day, explain as collection, more energy, more swinging, more using the whole body and, yeah, at the end of the day, the feeling of getting a longer moment of suspension. This is a feeling which you should have as a rider when you are starting with good collection or when you produce collection. That's the vision you should have. And that's the feeling which you should have to produce when you are collecting your horse. And this is very good from the from the yeah, spectator's point of view to watch a horse which is, Yeah, using the body with a long moment of suspension, with a good uphill tendency, pull Highest Point, everything is uh, in the uphill tendency, uh, has an uphill tendency, and the rider is is able to ride very, very soft with his hands. And um, when he or she is using the driving aids, the person who looks to this horse, uh, yeah, has a feeling, oh, Uh, Everything starts from behind with good activity. And that's exactly the point, which is, um, yeah, I would say that's that's connection.
0: Christoph, I love your explanations. I love the way that you can just feel what's happening as you explain it. But if I'm a rider and I've only been riding for a short time, you know, I've had a few lessons I'm really enjoying it. I've um, done a little bit of work. I've done walk and trot. I'm sort of just maybe starting to do a bit of canter, but, you know, trying to hang on to the horse's mane at the same time. There's no good me going on to my instructor's FEI horse to feel this collection if I'm not ready. What's the prerequisites for the rider before they can really feel the collected paces? So what should the rider be looking for in themselves to get to the stage where they can can feel collection and, and be able to ride someone's FEI horse?
1: Yeah, first of all, I have to say, and I hope you will be not unhappy that when I'm saying not all FEI horses are well collected. Uh, yes, also, okay. Having an FEI horse, that maybe means the horse is able to do pirouettes and is doing flying changes at every third and fourth ride. also has a PSG level or I1 level. Uh, then we are talking about an FEI horse, but many FEI horses and other horses which have uh, this level, they are not properly collected. Sometimes we have horses which are not able to, to do all these, these uh, special exercises like periods, half passes, and, and uh, flying changes. Uh, but they are lovely collected. And therefore, when, when I talk about it, I say not, or that we don't need horses which knows the tricks, to get the feeling for collection. We need horses which are well trained in walk, and especially trot and canter, who are swinging, so that the rider is sitting on a horse which has an elasticity in the back and a good activity from behind. This is for me very, very important because this is uh, the spirit of collection and not riding uh, special exercises. So therefore, to get the right feeling this is important. And the rider needs, before he is able to sit in the saddle of a horse like this, he has to be supple in the saddle and he has to have a good balance in the saddle and he has to be able to produce in a positive way a horse with a long neck. He has to be able to ride a horse in front of the driving aid so that he has a feeling, okay, when I use my driving aids, something happens when he or she has this feeling, then the person is ready to do the next step. And then it's amazing when he or she will get a schoolmaster horse. And I I just want to point out and want to underline, not important is schoolmaster horse, which knows a lot of tricks. Important is to find a horse which is properly collected, swinging back activity from behind, and a good uphill tendency with a good self-carriage, and very soft in, uh, in the mouse.
0: Yeah. So I think the message there is it's not the tricks. It's a horse that shows collection because they've been trained through the scale of training. Is there anything else that the horse needs to do? You know, we talk about the scale of training. If we follow that to the letter, anything else, anything else you'd like to say before the horse is ready to start working towards collection? Like at what level? Because she said that it was a little bit like a rainbow. We don't just wait until we're, you know, ready and then say, right, now we're going to get the horse straight. At what level do we start to look at working or even some pre-exercises before collection? Yeah.
1: Now, first of all, I have to say um, it's not um, the most important part how old the horse is. It depends a little bit how well the horse is trained and how much the horse is talented and how good the rider is, how sensitive the rider is. So that's the very first part. And, but I think important is regularity, important is suppleness, uh, important is seeking the bit, important is swinging, and important is that the horse is straight. Although when you have this under control, and therefore it's good to watch your horse from the side, so that you see the silhouette, and that you watch the horse from the back and from the front from the back and from the front, to be sure that the horse is straight. And when you see the silhouette, then you see, um, is the horse regular and is the horse seeking the bit? And is the horse has an open throat latch? And is uh, is there a steady and soft contact to the mouse? And when this is there, then everything is ready. Um, uh, looking from um, this point of view, other from the spectator's point of view, And the writer has to have the feeling that whenever he's doing something, there has to be a reaction, and I underline the next word, immediately. Is not a reaction in the second moment? No, it has to be a reaction immediately. And this is what I think which is important when you are starting with collection. Otherwise, uh, it will be too early. And then uh, when you... then start with collection, then it's not going in a positive way forward, it's going in a negative way backwards, and at the end you will have a horse which has maybe had lovely paces uh, as a youngster, and when you try to collect the horse um, which is not ready for collection, then uh, you lose a good quality of the gait. And then at the end of the day you will have an average horse looking from the um, qualities point of view. Uh, and in the beginning, maybe you had a lovely, lovely horse with a lot of potential. But if you ask for collection too early in the wrong way, then, you, yeah, you are, and when I say killing the horse, that is maybe not the right word, but into the direction of killing the horse. Mm-hmm.
0: That was one of my questions, actually, about you know what happens if we ask for collection too soon. Yeah, yeah. Just to do with, you know, and not specifically looking for tricks, but to improve the athletic ability in the horse. Are there specific exercises we can use to improve that athletic ability and maybe work towards collection?
1: Well, mm-hmm. <clears throat> first of all, that's the key word is uh, to write transitions. And that's uh, all over the world. Everybody would say, when you say, what what is the secret of collection? or How do you train and how do, do you improve collection? The keyword word is transitions. But the second thing is what you have to have in mind, how to write transitions and how to train transitions. And if you train and write transitions while using your reins and stopping the horse with your reins and pulling at the reins, I would say uh, stop riding transitions. Forget it, just ride uh, straight, uh, go hiking, go into the forest and stop riding in this way. Uh, therefore, it is very important to get the right feeling for transitions. And the first thing is what we have to realize when we are riding transitions. We have to realize that we are not stopping the horse and um, yeah, stop the canter when we want to trot. Uh, because this is part of the way to collect the horse, or later on to come from trot to walk, or more later directly from canter to walk, or from canter to halt. These are uh, movements uh, to collect the horse. But part of this and important is what the rider has in his mind. And when he has the, the lowest transition, the easiest transition to, to ride a transition from canter to trot. You have to do it in the way that you start the trot, that you don't finish the canter, you have to start the trot. This is a feeling, you canter into the trot. And when you do this, you, you canter into the uh, walk, as an example, or you canter into the halt when you, when you um, come into the arena at, at X halt uh, and salute. You canter into the halt. When you have this feeling that you're doing this with driving aids, That is the secret of um, the way uh, to collect horses. And this is what I suggest, that you watch the good riders in Tokyo, the Olympic riders, in the eventing uh, dressage and in the uh, pure dressage. You will see how the riders are doing it, how they are riding transitions. They are not riding with their reins. They are riding with their driving aids without using the reins. And a good transition into the direction how to collector horse is when in the transition you are able to give both reins when you use your reins this is a rider has to realize when you use your reins or whenever you are using the reins you have two problems and uh, one problem is that you stop the hind legs coming under the center of gravity and carrying more weight and the second thing is when you are using your reins you stimulate the flight instinct of the horse, and then the horse wants to move away. And then maybe you stop and more and stop and more and use more and more your reins stopping the horse. So therefore, I think very important is when you are riding um, into the direction of connection that you ride transitions in a proper way with the feeling I start the trot when I'm in the canter. No, that's the point. And then the second thing is what you can do to ride a big circle and then to ride from a big circle more and more into a smaller circle. Very small and then do it again. Why is this so uh, useful? Because in this situation, the horse has to use the hind legs very much. It has to carry more and more weight. And uh, when you do it on the right-hand side, the horse is doing it with the inside right hind leg and when you do it on the left side, the horse has to use more and more the inside hind leg, the left hind leg. So therefore, you have to do it on both hands, right and left hand. And this is, for me, a very useful exercise, riding into the circle uh, so that the horse starts to use more and more uh, the hind leg. These two exercises, and we have lots more, and we can ride a special um, Exercises and movements, but these two exercises. When you are doing these two exercises, the people who listen to our podcast, when they do this in a proper way, then you are on a very good way into the direction uh, to train your horse uh, in the classical way, in the correct way, uh, in correct uh, in collection or into collection
0: Yeah, the key words you said here is in the proper way. It's not just a matter of going no. and doing particular transitions, yeah. it's increasing the quality yeah. all the time. Yeah. I keep going back, Christoph, to, um, you know, just something you said earlier about a happy mouth is the result of a happy horse, and I just think, yep, yep, that's right, that's right, and then you're talking about the riding forward in the transitions and, you know, giving the reins or softening the reins. Yeah. Is there anything else we need to know? I mean, you always need to know more. You know, you could listen to this chat and go away and, and ride and come back and listen again next week and pick something else up and, and and ride, you know, for another day even and just pick something else up. So I think there's always a lot to learn. But for this particular time, is there anything else we need to know about collection at the moment?
1: Um, no, I don't think so. I think it's good not to to discuss too many things in one podcast because mm-hmm. it's more important that everybody has now the chance to train it to uh, when, when he's a coach or trainer or to feel it in the saddle when he or she or she and he um, are doing it or are trying to practice it with uh, her or his own horse or horses, plural. And I think that's very important. And maybe later on when we have a new podcast, we can discuss a little bit more about the special exercises uh, which we have when we want to produce collection and uh, and um, yeah, produce and to to get a higher level of collection therefore we have a lot of movement what we can do but uh, the beginning to start with collection this is what I did say and from my point of view looking from this point of view um, it's enough what we had discussed today and but there is um yeah, I'm sure um, you have now enough questions with someone else or with me. You have to decide uh, to discuss more about collection in another podcast, but not today. I not think today. that was, Perfect. Yep. Was, was, I hope, looking very much from the scale of training's point of view, from the gymnastic point of view, it's enough what we had discussed today. Yep. Thank you.
0: Oh, wonderful, wonderful, Christoph! Again, you know, thank you very much for your time and for your expertise. We we certainly appreciate it. Now, if people need to contact you direct, I know that you know people sort of sometimes talk to me and say, "Ask Christoph this, and can we talk about that?" But if you do need to talk to Christoph, you know he's already been very generous with his time. Um, what's the best way to, for them to contact you?
1: Yeah, still um, uh, my phone. Is possible. Yep. Or my email address. Although I'm, I'm very good to get um, uh, WhatsApp. I love it, and someone is sending me uh, sometimes a, a video or so. But I can give my phone number. It is a German, um, yeah, German number plus 49 and then 170-8519-323 That's my phone and uh, via WhatsApp. It's good to come into contact with me. And then I have a, um, a mail uh, address, which is ch uh, at Christoph. The last two uh, letters are P and H, minus uh, hess, dot info. Also, I repeated ch at Christoph minus heshs. Dot .info. So this is possible as well, and then I have a homepage, and uh, you can contact me uh, via my homepage christoph-minos-has.info. So these are uh, the ways to come into contact with me, and I'm yeah, what you are saying. I'm open uh, to discuss more questions, specific questions from people who are listening to your podcasts
0: yeah, and, and just if you, you're you not sure on the minus, just go Christoph hess The dash, the oh
1: dash. yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah the dash. Because yes. sometimes people yeah,
0: might yeah. think dash. it's an underscore or something, but no, it's no, no, a dash. No, 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 dash, yeah. dash, yeah. sorry, yes. <laughs> not a problem. All right, Christoph, thank you very much for your time and we certainly will be looking forward to the next one about the special exercise where we want to produce the higher level of collection. Yeah, so thank you exactly. and look forward to chatting to you again. Okay, thank you very much. Bye-bye.